Kathy, baby, how are you, Foxy Mama? <laughs> I'm good. I'm not feeling very foxy, I have to say, but I walked over here in the rain, so that oh. tends to take the fox You're portion a wet out of fox. things. I'm a wet fox. Are you more like a wet hen? Shaking <laughs> your feathers? Mad as a wet hen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a story that should smooth your feathers. Okay. Well, actually, you already know what it is, but... <laughs> There are so many things going up in Dubai that really make me want to go there and see what they're doing out there, you know, architecturally. Mm-hmm. And but this one is called um, it's called the Downtown Circle, and it's something that's going to radically change the Dubai skyline. It is enormous, and it's this big donut that's mm-hmm. about um, it's 500 meters up in the air. Okay. And there are a bunch of different rings to it. And it's to allow you to live in this circle, this downtown circle or Sky Park. Mm -hmm. You can live there. You can work there. You can shop there. You can be in nature there. You can take little pods on trams whipping around the outside of it because it's three kilometers circumference. Mm -hmm. It'd be like riding your bike down to, you know, up here. What I thought was really cool about it, though, is, is it's got these different layers, okay? So at the bottom layer, it could be where people are going to live. And then on the top layer, it could be where people are going to work and shop and perhaps experience nature. And then in the middle of the donut is what they call the lung. Mm-hmm. And that is going to deal with all the pollutants, harvest solar power, collect water for gray water and for other drainage systems and things like that. Mm-hmm. And you can take one of these little pods and whip around it and drive, drive your pod around it and you can see 360 degrees over the Dubai skyline. Wow. But it's like right in the center of the city, which I thought was really fucking cool (laughs) it kind of reminded me historically you know the polis the greek notion of the polis yeah that you know being a central hub where people live where people live work play debate everything Mm -hmm. entertainment and so i thought well that's really cool from that point of view but what if you're somebody who can't afford to go up and live in that donut Mm -hmm. Is this just taking the, the horizontal notion of the gated communities and just making it vertical? Yeah, that is a, a, a good question of like, are you thinking about constructing it the way we would think about constructing a city where you have different types of occupations, different classes yeah. living, if not together, at least in yeah. reasonably close proximity, or does it become you know, a playground for the wealthy? Yeah. Well, have you ever seen Snowpiercer? Yeah. It reminded me of that, mm-hmm. you know, because you'd have all those different cars, only here it would be, you'd be going around the ring, yeah, and you'd be completely safe, and from whatever devastation was going on outside, I, I also think that architecturally, it speaks to a concern about what we're going to do when the planet becomes uninhabitable, and there's a number of these kinds of projects on mm-hmm. the go, there's one near the Red Sea, did you happen to notice that one? Uh, I didn't notice that one. I, w- the one that did catch my eye was the one by Bjarke Ingels, which is a Danish uh, architecture firm. Yeah. Because they're the people who designed the 
King project, which I look out onto from my oh, that really, condo, really cool the one that has all the it's kind of it looks a little bit like uh, Habitat, Habitat, the Montreal building, yeah. but it's supposed to have all of this greenery, and so it's there's obviously this inspiration of like how do we well, Bjarka Ingalls is pretty upfront about it. it's like the the premise is how do we have urban densification and a lot of greenery connection to nature at the same time. So in that yeah. sense, it sort of harkens back to what we were talking about last time yeah. about that idea of urbanization. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, d- I did think it was an interesting product, project, but uh, you're right. Okay, so how does the politics and the economics play out in this structure, and how does it become something other than, as you so aptly put it, a uh, gated community in the sky? Yeah, for the rich, and then I just, you know, the dystopian in me just thinks about all these people at the base Mm-hmm. There's these five points that support the donut that are, you know, it's firmly cemented into the earth. It's Snowpiercer, and mm-hmm. if you if you people haven't watched it, you really should. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's, it's it got is. Jennifer Connelly. The other thing I do wonder about though is, like, I think it's great that they're incorporating these lungs and all of this nature, but there's something really, really unique about like being in a forest. And I find yeah. that even if something is really well done, like an you know arboretum or even a park, like it doesn't really match the kind of spiritual connection that you have in a forest. But it's, maybe if you live in Dubai, you don't have a lot of forest opportunities anyway, so it doesn't yeah. really matter. Well, I mean, you miss like walking through the the woods and tripping over a tree stump and <laughs> <That's> <laughs> landing right. on your face, getting bitten by mosquitoes. All yeah, those. the fun of the horse fly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, the other one was it's in Saudi Arabia. They've got this 170 kilometer meter long mirrored skyscraper that is going to house nine million people. Nine million people. Nine million people. Wow. It want, they want to give back to the natural environment, so they've got a plan that you know that certain proposed areas are for rainwater, harvesting, solar power, you know, everything. And again, like if they've got these little pods, it sort of seems like you know, like um, in Star Wars, you know, people come and go, coming on. So I, I thought that was kind of cool, but yeah. I don't think it's going to be any fun to be poor. Devil's in the details. Yes. Oh, yeah, and this project is called The Line. So now I have something that is, um, I don't know how I feel about it. I feel on one hand like it's a natural and I think it's a good idea. But on the other hand, there's something vaguely... <laughs> Like many things that are natural and be very successful, there's something a bit dystopian about it at the same time. It's so hideous. It's the <laughs> so there's an article in Fast Company about it, which is really well written. It's a guy who, uh, I believe this guy used to do the Branded uh, series in the New York Times. He's a really good writer about marketing and like very smart thinker about it. It's this company called Minoan. The journalist describes it as IRL product placement. So the notion here is that you go stay in your Airbnb or your VRBO or your uh, little boutique hotel and there's like a vase on the counter and you think, oh God, I love that vase. I would really love to have that in my home. And there's like a little QR code beside it and you click on the QR code and you can go and like buy the vase if you want to or buy any of the things that are in your rental property that the host has kind of placed strategically, presumably with an eye to going along with the aesthetics of the rental or maybe, you know, you're in Toronto, so it's all local products or something. It's like, you know, you're in a particular neighborhood, so it references like the coffee that you get in this neighborhood or some whatever, that kind of thing. Why not just steal the lamp? (laughs) 
<laughs> Airbnb's already thought of that. You get a bad rating. <laughs> anyway, the, and the, then the premise of how this would work is like, if you sell a product for 10 bucks, the brand gets 77 bucks and the host and Minoan, this company, split the remaining amount of money. The idea here also is that the companies who were making the products would sell them to the Airbnb host or the Verbo host at a discount. So you'd basically be able to furnish your rental property for less money and then get a little kickback on the back end if you managed to sell them. I did think it was a good idea. As they point out in the article, this is something that you find in hotels sometimes, right? And and I have actually seen it work. It worked for me. I went to stay at the Fairmont in Victoria and they had this very high-end, it was very fancy, and they had this high-end, um, this company Le Labo, yeah. it's a high-end perfume product company, and they did a special scent for the Fairmont hotel chain that they put in all their like shampoos and soaps and stuff and it was really fantastic and you know I'm a bit of a fragrance nerd yeah so I immediately went to Le Labo in Toronto and bought it because I thought it was really so good so I've seen cologne? it I've seen it work but this is something I was thinking when I was reading it and it does get pointed out in the article is this part of just another sense in which there's no area of our lives that is not commodified in some way exactly and this has been something that we've been talking about a lot on spark and we've been talking about the metaverse and web3 and all these ideas about you know these immersive online experiences is it just like another area where there's like no part of life that is not part of a consumer project it's not part there's no there's no part of your life that's not partly a, a side hustle for something else so which i think is a fair question to ask but at the yeah. same time i think it's also pretty smart as a oh, it's, marketing tool. It's, it's really, really clever. I shoot them looks of great disdain. <laughs> the people who, you know what? I think that the people who are providing the service are really smart. I think that the people who would go into an Airbnb home and say, I want this for me. That's like going into a showroom or being on like, let's make a deal and look, everything in this house can be yours. Mm. It will all be transported mm -hmm. the way it is and put directly into your home by our, mm -hmm. you know, insured movers. But is it really that different than, like, if I go to your home and, you know, I'm staying for the weekend or whatever and you have a really great coffee maker and I'm, I'm just, as a function of using it, then I'm thinking, oh, I think I should get that because it's, it's really good and I need a coffee maker. Yeah, but it's not like I'm trying to hit you up for an extra hundred bucks <laughs> right. just because you eyeballed my coffee maker. <laughs> That's you know. true. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I... I I like shopping. I know you don't, mm -hmm. but um, you like shopping for furniture, don't you? No. <laughs> I don't like any of it. <laughs> glasses? Uh, glasses, I mean, that's okay, because it's a little bit more, um, well, first of all, it's a necessity. Yeah. But I have no pants. I have no pants. I'm walking around She's wearing no pants, no pants folks. <laughs> so She's in her underwear. She came up here from the CBC <laughs> in her underwear. <laughs> but, so I went out the other day, oh, God. Some pants because you know, like, whatever. I spent the last two and a half years in my apartment wearing out my pants, and I just it's just like, oh god, mostly because I have an idea in my head of what I want, and then yeah. it's like, how do I? I can't find these anywhere. Well, that's why you call me, and I'll be your personal shopper, and okay. then I will look everywhere for you because I like to shop, so maybe that's really 
I don't know. I, I don't know. I still think that this just shows that people have absolutely no sense of going out and participating in a design adventure. Meaning, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just, like, if you're in an Airbnb, presumably in a different town, why wouldn't you actually just go out into the town and explore it and see what you like? And Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm a cranky town. <laughs> it's because I have a sore sacrum. <laughs> I know what okay. will make you less cranky. A glass of wine. And I brought you prosciutto. Oh, prosciutto. Prosciutto. <laughs> Charcuterie board. Yum, yum, yum. Well, thanks for listening. Check out the links on your phone or at thesnipper.net. And we always appreciate feedback. Please, please feedback. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to a new season. We're very grateful to have you as listeners. We are. Thanks again. Okay, bye. Bye.